makes your brand unique? Why should a customer sign on to work with you instead of your competition? You know the answer to this question, but are you communicating that to your audience? In today's discussion, we delve into the nitty-gritty details of the unique value proposition. Are you a startup founder or CMO trying to grow your brand? There's good news. You're not the first. Our growth team is committed to learning and earning the skills and strategies high-growth companies have used to build their businesses. And now, we're sharing them with you. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. I'm your host, Mallory Kuhn, and today I am chatting with Matt Cunard, Senior Growth Marketer at Lean Labs. Hi, Matt. How are you? Hey, Mallory. I'm doing great. It's a wonderful day to be uh, in growth marketing and doing marketing things. I'm glad to be talking with you. I love it. Wonderful day to talk about unique value propositions. No, yeah. <laughs> look, there's really, there's no day of the week better than this one to do that. So... <laughs> Perfect. I'm glad we picked it so well. Well, let's start with the basics. Um, you know, just building blocks for the conversation. Mm-hmm. What is a unique value proposition? Yeah. So I'll, I'll go with like the textbook definition that you can that you can find online, and it's uh, from what I've found and what made the most sense to me is it's a, it's a clear statement that explains the benefits of your product, how it solves customer problems. Uh, why it is different from from your competitors, and why customers should essentially buy your buy your solution. Um, you know, kind of digging into that, it's it really is about like it, defining the value that you provide to a particular set of customers. And and I'm going to say through throughout this entire thing, uh, you know, this entire the conversation that we have, you're going to hear me say speci- you know, specificity or being specific or being super clear. And that's really kind of the the, the purpose of of a unique value prop, just being super clear on who it is that you help, what problem it is that you help them solve, um, you know, how you do it differently from competitors. And then um, basically the, the, um, the pains that you alleviate. So instead of, you know, you're able to achieve this outcome instead of doing this other thing. So um, yeah, I, th- I think that there's a, with, with unique value props, there's, that's kind of like what it is. But I also want to be super clear about what it's what it's not, and it's not like yeah. it's not like just do it. You know, it's not it's not like a slogan <laughs> or a uh, right. or a catchphrase. You know, it's not like um, uh, another example like uh, um, from ad on, you know ads on TV like L'Oreal because we're worth it. Okay, like that's, that's yeah. a great, it's a great slogan, but it's, it's a great not. little catchphrase. But because it is not the unique value prop because it doesn't tell us anything, right? right? Like because, not really <laughs> because we're worth it what does that tell me about what you do? You need the context of right. the entire rest of the commercial uh, to, to understand the or in the sense of uh, online, you need the context of the rest of the, the homepage to, to really understand that. Yeah. Well, that's great. So I think that's another important piece of the value or unique value prop. It's something that you could kind of stand on its own, right? And it describes what it is that you offer. So why is it uh, so important? Let's, you know, bring it to B2B specifically. Why do B2B companies need to have such a strong, unique value prop? I mean, it, to me, it really comes down to, to three basic things, which is, again, it's how it's how potential buyers, buyers understand your business. Um, you know, they, they have a lot of choices in there. I mean, there's there's a solution for everything. Every niche, it seems, is is, um, is saturated with, with tools and solutions. And so it's very quick and dirty on how buyers, you know, how buyers should understand your business, whether you can help them solve their problems or, or not, 
and whether your product is a potential tool that they should look into more. Um, that's really kind of quick and dirty of, of why you need a, a strong value prop and emphasis on emphasis on the strong there because yes. <laughs> just having one um, that's, you know, kind of mealy mouthed and jargony jumbled doesn't really do you. Right. It's not going to serve favors. you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, okay. To, to go off of that, a strong value prop or unique value prop. Uh, for our example-based learners in the house, uh, That's me. What do, do we have some examples? I know it's me too. That's why it's great. Uh, do we have some examples of strong UVPs in the B2B space that you can think of? Yeah. So in the, I mean, I'm sure there's more than, than what I come up with. And I'm, I know we're in an audio-based medium, but I'm just gonna, I'm going to look at these and just kind of Tell you tell you what I'm seeing basically. Yeah. Um, but I really, you know, it sounds obvious because we are a HubSpot agency. But if you look at HubSpot's website, you know the main the main header is you know grow better with HubSpot. Okay, that can probably be a little bit more specific. But the subhead is software that's powering, not overpowering. Seamlessly con- connect your data teams and customers on one CRM platform that grows with your business. So not like super specific on on who they serve. I mean, cause they can serve a lot of different businesses. They're a large company right. at this point. They're not like a super niche CRM. So, you know, you get that you, you get, uh, you know, the, um, like the problem that they're trying to help them solve, which is the seamless connection of data teams and customers in one platform versus multiple platforms and going back and forth between those managing all those different ones, maybe some duplicate data entry, those types of things. Um, and, the fact that it's it's easy to use, you know, they say software that's powerful and not overpowering. The fact that it is easy to use because CRMs. Uh, I was at a previous company that went the Microsoft Dynamics route. I don't know if you've ever seen any of that. Oh, I haven't, but I've you know. <laughs> but, oh man, I've heard. <laughs> oh man, that thing is even I mean, even HubSpot's the you know CRM. There's a lot of there's a lot of options stuff in there, but if you yeah. work at like. Microsoft Dynamics is is their messaging is all about all the things you can do with it and how powerful it is and and all of that and then you get in there and you realize I'm gonna need like a I'm gonna need like a BA and just Microsoft right. Dynamics if I'm gonna understand the user <laughs> thing. So to have HubSpot calling out on their homepage um, that it's not overpowering that it's essentially easy to use um, that's I think is a pretty a pretty good um, starting spot for them. Yeah, well, and I think that kind of brings in some of the specificity, right? It might be, you know, they're they're speaking with people who are used to having this really overpowering, uh, excuse me, overpowering CRM that they're struggling to get, you know, their money's worth out of because there's all these bells and whistles they can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Can't manage uh, successfully. Yeah. And uh, HubSpot's basically saying, hey, we're not that, but we do all this other cool stuff. Uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. There's, there's an example that I think is also really – you know, really hones in on this, on the specificity part of it right in their their main headline. Uh, and that's actually one of Lean Labs' clients, uh, ConnectPay. Uh, for those who want to look at it, uh, their URL is connectpayusa.com. So all one, all one word, no dashes or anything like that, connectpayusa.com. But their main header on their, on their page is hassle-free payroll processing for small businesses. So like right there, we have the specificity of who it's for, small businesses. We have... Uh, we have at least an inkling of what it is they're trying to solve by the hassle-free payroll. We know that, okay, right. payroll, payroll probably has some Payroll's hassle, a hassle. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't, I, I wouldn't know myself, but I can gather that from, from what they have here on the homepage, like right in the hero section. 
Um, you have the, I mean, that's, and that's basically the, um, they're kind of the pains that they're helping alleviate is hassles related to that. They're not being super specific right there because maybe their target audience understands that enough. Um, but in their subhead, they say, get the right connections to the right experts with the right data and nothing less. So that to me, that's kind of like their, you know, when we talk about what, you know, the outcome that you help your target audience achieve, there's the way the rest of the market does it. And then there's the way that you do it. That's like your unique mechanism is what we call it. That to me, the the right connections, the right experts, the the right yeah. data, like that to me is like their unique mechanism of okay, that's how they're that's how they're um, yeah how they're they're built different. And they have two buttons that say you know the core issues with payroll. So if maybe you don't maybe you don't understand right, you don't know what's such a hassle. <laughs> right, right, right. right. That's, right. that's one of their that's one of their links there right there in the hero section. And then, then they have how we're different. So they're literally saying you know here's Here's the things that we help you solve. Uh, here's how we do it, and then you know how we are, how we're different from from everyone else. Because payroll, I mean, you think about going back to my corporate jobs. I always got well when when you still got checks instead of right. uh, when someone would walk instead around of just and direct deposit, you, yeah, right. When someone would walk around and really hand you a check or an envelope with a check in it, you know, you have like <laughs> an ADP or I'm trying to think yeah, of what paychecks. other whatever yeah. Uh, paychecks, yeah, big big. Um, it's an industry of one of big players, yeah, that um, maybe they're the ones creating the hassles, and that's kind of how we, we can better understand them. But Connect Pay USA, I think, does a really good job just right in the header section of their, the hero section of their um, of their homepage, just front and center, nailing their, their UVP. Yeah. And that's incredible. Was, Those are some great examples. Yeah, I would say it sounds like maybe you're dovetailing one. into another. <laughs> yeah, there was one more that I wanted to call out. And yeah. a um, an actual former client of, of Wing Labs uh, called Qualio, Q-U-A-L-I-O.com, if you guys want to check it out. And so they're like in the EQMS, so quality management, um, quality management software. And so their main header is scalable EQMS software to make quality easy. Okay, not not the most specific, but then their sub their subhead brings it brings it home and says, you know, trusted quality software to help growing life science companies in the US get to market faster. So okay, so yeah. we have their audience, life science companies in the US. Okay, not not worldwide, in the US. So they're you know, they're honing it down there. Uh, what we're helping them do is get to market faster. And um, you know, the unique mechanism is not really specified in there. That's the only thing uh, about it. I mean, they say trusted quality software, um, which they do have a, a nice little uh, looping MP4 in there, so you can kind of see some of that. So it kind of gives you a a hint of what you know their a unique visual version of what's to come, maybe. Yeah. Right. Right. And then the only kind of piece of the puzzle that they don't really have anything for just in their hero section, they may on the on the rest of the homepage, is kind of the um, you know. We help you do these things instead of, you know, the the failure or some you know some piece of that and kind of outlining it like that. Again, we're looking at just the hero section. I'm sure it's somewhere on the rest of their their homepage, but that's another really good example of the UVP in action. Um, uh, you know, right right smack dab on the hero section of a homepage. Right, first thing that someone sees theoretically, right when they're coming to your website, if they're coming through the main page, right, uh, coming in through the front door. That's awesome. So I want I, I wanted to talk about some benefits of having a strong UVP, but I do feel like we've touched on that a bit already, right? With talking about 
you know, how important it is for helping potential customers understand even what it is that you do and mm. how you're different from from your competitors. Um, so I think let's let's dig a little deeper into that question. So how does a UVP differentiate a B2B company specifically from its competitors? Yeah, so I think there's three core things here. The first is, you know, again, we've been talking about those examples, you know, who you are for and in almost important ways, who you are not for. By saying who you are for, you're almost, you're basically without saying it, excluding who you're not. Yeah. So ConnectPay was, pay, you know, a hassle-free payroll for small businesses. Um, right. So immediately if I'm a big business and I come to that page, I have not the benefit of knowing like, I know, I know that that's not for me. I know that yeah. that's not for me and I should go look and I should go look somewhere else. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's one piece of it. The second piece of it would be, you know, again, the outcomes that you help them achieve. So, you know, the Qualio example is get, you know, was get to market faster for their target audience of life science companies. Like it, you have to be hundred percent clear about ultimately what you are, what you are there for. Um, otherwise it gets kind of broken down to like, on all, you know, all these kind of like small problems that people can kind of live with. If you're not honing in on like the ultimate problem you solve and the ultimate thing you help them achieve, you're going to, you're going to struggle to convey what it is you do and who, and who you are and what your company is all about. So that outcome has to be, you know, has to really be in their language and something that like of all the small problems I have, this one, you know, overall or all the problems that they have in their, their, you know, their, um, in their company and what they're trying to what they're trying to achieve with their vision and what outcomes it has to be like the ultimate uh, thing for them. If they achieve that, everything else is going to be solved. Yeah. Like the greatest pain, which just for a callback for listeners, if you haven't checked out uh, one of our earlier episodes, it's on uh, the PRISM model, P-R-I-S-M. Go check that out. It's all about kind of defining what that problem is for your business um, Mm -hmm. to help you, you know, create one of those building blocks uh, for building your unique value prop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a really good, uh, that's a really good, uh, framework. So I definitely, uh, definitely go check that out. That's that episode. But I guess the third thing that I kind of think about when it comes to how UVP helps you differentiate, uh, from your competitors is really, you know, the unique mechanism, how you, how you help them achieve that ultimate outcome, because there's probably other ways they could do it. I mean, the, the popular example is that like, you know, for, for, for a certain type of software, you know, a lot of companies probably just do that same thing in a spreadsheet. I mean, I know, I know that we have some Google Sheets floating around for things that we could probably do in ClickUp, which is what we use for all of our task management. Um, right. But, but we still have, you know, we still have some, some instances where we're using spreadsheets for those types of things. Um, so it's like you're you're going up, you know, you're going up against uh, things like spreadsheets. You're going up against your actual competitors, but the unique mechanism is you know, really that, that piece that is unique to your company that is not easily copyable um, by someone else that helps them achieve this ultimate outcome without, you know, maybe this other kind of negative part of using this other solution or this other type of solution. Um, like spreadsheets are, you know, they're, they're hard to manage and they're not, they're, they're built for like data entry and creating tables, yeah. but they're not, they're not, for something That's like super a, meant for collaboration, yeah. <laughs> or if you're like doing a content calendar or something like that, just you're know, kind of in a marketing frame, like it's probably not the best for that because it's yeah, it gives yeah. you boxes and you can create columns and stuff, but it's really more so for data entry. So there's always going to be kind of a 
you know, a weakness in these other solutions and how they help you achieve uh, the ultimate outcome. Um, but it's, so it's really, it's really comes down to the unique mechanism to say, this is how we do it. And this is reasons A, B, and C, why that's a better way to do it. So those are kind of my three things uh, for how a really strong UVP helps differentiate uh, B2B companies. Yeah. And I think those are great. Yeah. Those are great elements to think about and uh, great uh, examples of, of how it does do that and why it's important for, for companies to, to have this. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think another important thing to remember about your unique value prop is it's, you know, it's like we say with honestly, like most marketing things, it's, it's not about you. It's not, you're not the hero of the story. It's not about your product or service. Um, it's always about the target audience. It's always about the market who you're talking to. Um, so, you know, we need to reach our audience and focus on what their pains are in order for us to, to speak with them. Uh, how can you do that? I mean, and you know, we talked a little bit about the the prism model episode, but let's go even deeper. Like you, you don't even know exactly what they're, you know, struggling with, or if you do know what they're struggling with, maybe you don't know the words that they're using to talk about it, right? You want to speak mm-hmm. to them in their language. How do you get that information? Look, there's a lot of ways you can do that, but ultimately the best way and for, you know, ultimately the best way to do that is, is to actually talk to them. Um, yeah. There's really no substitute for it. I mean, depending on how you know how early you are in your in your company's growth journey, you know, if you're the you're the founder or maybe you're the only marketer or whatever your whatever your role is in terms of helping your company grow, you have to actually talk to customers or at least get the get the download of uh, of conversations uh, that others have had with customers. I mean, so like if you go to trade shows, you know, that has your target your target audiences attending conferences that they're at, um, you know, call recordings that maybe your, you know, your sales reps have with them, or, you know, if you do any other kinds of events where people are asking questions. So if there's a webinar and there's a Q and A at the end, uh, what questions are they asking, you know, and kind of like, not just what the question is, but kind of like what's behind that question. Um, you know, why would they be asking that question? There's really no substitute for, <laughs> this is all fancy ways. Yeah. There's, there's no substitute for actually talking to them because, <laughs> Educated. I mean, you can you can do some other kind of like secondary research, which is you know maybe you're looking in, you're looking in you know Reddit forums or you're you know you're looking on social media in groups. You're in some of the groups that you're you know maybe you've pinpointed that your target audience hangs out in, and you can learn some stuff from that. But like, you that's also not a place to base all of your customer development on. You really have to talk to. Right people and consistently it can't just be like oh we've talked to 30 uh 30 people at this point in time and we're going to use that and go forward and then you know six months from now we're still operating off of that same off of that same you know the same things that we learned from that you have to consistently talk to them over time because needs change market changes technology moves at the speed <laughs> the speed of light and it's oh my gosh sped up right? by things how people buy and stuff like that are, are sped up by things like pandemics and things that just greatly change people's behaviors. And so you have to constantly be in, in touch with the market um, in all sorts of different ways, actually talking to them, listening to recordings of others, talking to them and, and so on. Yeah. Well, I think there's, I mean, a lot of great points there. A few of my favorites is, I mean, A, the fact that you can't just set it and forget it um, mm. because it's 
market's always changing and that includes your competitors. So like, you know, the, the thing that made everything so unique, you know, you may need to, to come at it in a different way if they're changing their approaches uh, or how they're talking to customers. Yeah. Um, but also I love the comment you made about hearing the question behind the question. Um, because I do feel like a lot of times, especially if you are kind of on the bleeding edge um, with your solution, they may not even know you have a solution that's an option for them, right? They may be speaking of their problem in, uh, you know, they may be describing a, a leaf of the tree when you can solve the root, right? Mm -hmm. And and that may be something that you really need to dig into. So I love that. And that's, um, I think that, yeah, piece, go ahead. that piece right there, particularly if like you are, if you are truly vastly different from any other solution in, you know, they have available to them, and your unique mechanism truly is unique, and you know everyone's everyone's playing chess, and you're playing checkers, and but you can you can solve their problem in a much you know a much easier way, much better way, whatever it is. Yeah, how do you communicate that that effectively? And you only get that by talking, the ability to do that by talking to them, because you have to use their language back to them. You know, you have to be able to, you know, let's say that they're the issues that they're having are. It's some sort of government regulation that's that's causing you know that has them you know needing to have this type of solution or this type of compliance thing or or whatever it is. You right. have to be able to understand like say that back to them, but also know the nuances of that regulation or compliance guideline or whatever it is. So again, that's where understanding your your target audience's language, using it back to them, but then using it again. I'm going to come back to the S word specificity, being very specific. Yeah. In crafting this, you know, this UVP, um, and being very specific in, in what you help them achieve and, and all the pains that you relieve. Again, you can't you can't get that without talking to people. Um, yeah. So in order to communicate your UVP correctly, you have to do a lot of listening, a lot of digesting, a lot of asking questions until you you're full. You know, you feel like you fully understand it, and you can be like. Listen, this might, I'm going to play the dummy, the dummy card for a second, but I just need, I want to understand that further. Help me understand A, B, and C so that ultimately you can create something very specific that uses their language, but that also helps them kind of bridge the gap from, oh yeah, I have, I know that these, I have this solution or I know these other providers that already do that. And okay. So what you're saying is, you know, you're, this is how you do that better, faster, cheaper, without these other issues that always come up without these other drag downs that, um, you know, these other solutions that my current tool has, you guys do the same thing. Help me get to the, right. open, the same goal without all those things. Without all of them. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, uh, to go back to the regulations piece, I think that's an excellent thing to understand the things that are completely out of your and your customer's control, right? If it's a law, you're not necessarily going to get that changed to tomorrow. Uh, but you need to understand it. Uh, even if it doesn't uh, intersect with your solution, because it would be a reason for for a customer who's looking at it to immediately be like, oh, well, I don't know if it complies with this law or whatever. This person doesn't understand my needs. Um, so yeah, the importance of using their words. Um, so let's let's look at how someone can build their their unique value prop out. So are there any specific frameworks, methodologies that B2B marketers can use to craft that really strong messaging. Mm -hmm. And let's walk yeah, through I mean, an example if we can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, um, you know, there's, you could do just do a Google search for UVP templates um, <laughs> and you'll, you'll find one, uh, you know, something that you can do. 
there's not i'm not saying one is better or, or worse than than the other um what we like to use and i can speak to that because i've used it and we um we know how we know how it uh, how it works and how how fruitful it is i've already been talking about kind of the core components of it which is uh you know you, you have your your target audience and this is kind of like the fill in the blank so you have your target audience you have the positive business outcome that you help them achieve you have your unique mechanism how you help them achieve that thing and then you have uh you have the um the kind of the transformation at the end of it and then the you know kind of the instead of part you know what villain or roadblock are you saving them from so basically the you know those are kind of your core components and then just based on your company you kind of uh fill in the blanks there so it's basically reads as we help target customer uh achieve positive business outcome through your unique mechanism or by your unique mechanism so they can do something that transforms their business uh, instead of villain roadblock that they're facing. Um, so, and again, this is the way that we do it and kind of formulate it, formulate it out. Do we ever put this exactly in the homepage of any website no, that we do? Yeah. No, we do not. This is to really, <laughs> this is like, this has a couple of, and I know we wanted to talk about how we, how we can like, um, really kind of distribute this across the company to make sure all of our messaging and all of our channels is the same. Yeah. Documenting it is is the first step. Even if you never use it in this exact form, it yeah. gives 100% clarity to your target customer, who you are going after, and subsequently who you're not. It gives you know super, super uh, uh, clear direction on what it is you're helping them achieve, how you're helping them do that, what that does for them as a business, and who the villain is, who the, what the roadblock is that you're really helping them get over. Um, so examples, yeah. So um, we have one, and this is for a, um, a client that we worked with that's in the, um, you know, kind of in the real estate, the leasing property management um, uh, area. And so we help leasing professionals, that's their, their target customer, uh, instantly qualify the most qualified renter. Okay, that's their positive business outcome through smart match leasing, which is their unique mechanism, which notice it's a name of a thing. It is not through, you know, it's not like a complicated process. We want this to be right. short and sweet. Do it. Simple, short and sweet. Yeah. Right. So through smart match leasing, their unique mechanism, so they can uh, accelerate their leasing process. Okay. Time is money when you, when you have vacancies to fill every month that you don't. Yeah, you're losing money. (laughs) Instead of drowning in double data entry and manual verification. So that's what they've identified in talking with their market. The two, it sounds like two kind of painful, painful villains, which is I'm having to do a lot of double data entry, maybe in multiple systems because no one, no one has the, you know, everything that I need in one. There's no all in one. Uh, And then manual verifications, which for them is... Uh, you know, reaching out manually to, um, you know, to tenants, to landlords and, and things like that, when that, all that can be automated. So that's really, that's really a, a clear example of how it all comes together. Now, if you were to go look at their website, um, it does not say this on the homepage, but it says <laughs> it's, it, all of this is mentioned in the messaging of their homepage. Uh, a lot of it in the in the hero section, uh, just like we talked about with some of our other examples. So 
Uh, again, not prescriptive for word for word copying your website, but again, alignment for your internal teams, uh, or maybe if you're if it's just you, alignment for you and kind of your north star is that anytime you're creating content for social, for your website, for a landing page, for offline stuff, for you know an ad for a podcast or something like that, like this is my newer star that I work from. It makes writing copy a lot easier. I use this for one of our clients. Um, if I'm writing something for like a, a landing page or, or something like that, like I'll come to this, to their value prop that's in their workbook that we have for them and say, okay, this, this is how I orient myself for this particular piece of content and, and so on. Yeah. I think that's, you know, and I do that too. So, uh, any client that I'm working on, I, uh, peek behind the scenes for our listeners. I do a lot of our blog content and stuff for, for clients and things like that or email campaigns. And I, I often too will go back to the workbook and I will uh, look at that unique value prop. Let's see. So I want to talk about, um, actually let's dive into that a little bit more because that is kind of about aligning yourself, right? And I do think that having just that messaging, even if it's not the exact words you're going to use and disseminating it widely can really help um, align your entire brand. So, you know, how can you make sure your messaging is consistent across all your different marketing channels, all your different touch points, and let's get negative. What happens when it isn't aligned? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, to answer the second part of that first mass catastrophe, raining cats <laughs> and dogs. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How can you make sure it's, it's, it's consistent across, you know, your messaging is consistent across all marketing channels and kind of like what's the, UVP's role in that, and it's it's the heart it's the heart and the soul of your messaging. I mean, it has your target audience. It has again the ultimate goal you're trying to help them achieve. It has you know the your unique mechanism how you help them do that better than anyone else. Um, you know what their tra- ultimate transformation is, and kind of their villain and their roadblock. So it touches everything that you need to create pr- really persuasive marketing. And and as I you know as I already kind of touched on just having it documented in one central place is essential priority A1 for <laughs> staying on message across all your yeah. marketing channels. Um, and honestly, that a, a UVP can really be used as a core part of your company's culture. Um, I know we have, you know, this is particularly in bigger companies, but even in smaller ones as well, you know, you have, you know, our culture is, you know, there's a lot of different things that go into that, but specifically as it comes to helping customers and who it is you help, the UVP is is something that can, if you follow that exact framework or something similar to it, it really does align everyone from the CEO to sales, to marketing, to customer support, to the engineering team that is helping you build the thing to help your, you know, help your, your target audience achieve this outcome in a better, more sustainable, whatever the, you know, unique mechanism is. Um, so yeah, it, that's really the, really piece, the, the piece of it that kind of emanates and, and goes across all things. So now going more tactical, like, okay, anytime that you have, that you have a, and this is depends on, depends on how you guys organize your tasks, but if you use ClickUp like we do, maybe in the template for every single, you know, new page, you have yeah. a link to this this particular document to your UVP, uh, or you you know you have it in every brief that you um, you know every brief that you uh, uh, come up with when you're you know setting out to create a new campaign or a new page, or it's in you know it's in the uh, it's in the deck so that people consistently see it and understand it, and it just becomes a part 
of of again your your culture and who you guys are. Yeah, just weaving it into the fabric. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the weaves it into that fabric. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, that I mean, even for people who don't create a single piece of content, it still aligns them to, yeah. to what they're doing, so that the product, you know, that's it's it, it, think about that as a marketing channel when you're thinking about retention or uh, people wanting to leave you a review. The marketing and or the marketing, the product is is a marketing piece as well to some extent to help you win that referral, make sure they have a good experience to, to win that referral or to that that, re, uh, that renewal. And then maybe they refer you to other people, they leave you a positive review. Um, yeah, uh, that's <laughs> that was a bit of a, a little bit of a ramble, but I mean, that's that's how it can help you stay consistent across all your marketing channels. Yeah, no, and that's great. I don't think it was a ramble. I think it, it's funny. I recorded an episode with our uh, our founder earlier today, and he was also felt like he was going on a rant a little bit. But I feel like those are the best podcast episodes because you know you're just getting really into the meat of what we're talking about. Um, yeah. Well, let's let's talk about some mistakes and pitfalls because we've talked a lot about the the good things you can do, the ways to do it right. Um, but. Rem- for myself, I always like to know exactly where my parameters are, right? Like, what do I have to do to do it right? And what do I need to avoid uh, doing to do it wrong? Like, what is the, you hit the railroad tracks, you've gone too far, uh, mm-hmm. kind of directional advice here for uh, for building UVP. Yeah. So let's, you know, we'll use our, our framework as kind of the benchmark. So we're kind of the way to talk through this. So the first thing is like, we help whatever target audience. Okay. So how can you get the target audience wrong? Um, number one, just having, just having the wrong target audience. I mean, yeah. it sounds simple, but if you don't know who it is, if it's too broad, which if you say it's, you know, this is universally acceptable for everyone, you're either a large company like HubSpot, the example that we talked about where they just said businesses and they didn't specify what type of businesses or you're wrong. Um, those, are really, those are really your two yeah. options. I mean, you're too broad with your target or you don't have the right, um, maybe it's not the right, um, you say small businesses, but you're missing, you know, maybe it's a particular niche of small businesses or specific industries, uh, or they're at a certain growth level. So again, too broad, not specific enough. There's that S word again. Um, okay. So that's target audience. And then the next part of it is that you help them achieve a, a specific uh, specific business outcome, a positive business outcome. Again, we kind of touched on this already. It's are you really hitting on what if they if they saw this one thing, if they achieve this one outcome, is that what's gonna lead to the transformation for their business? Or is it just like, oh yeah, hey, that's a cool problem to solve, but it doesn't really right. help doesn't us. Scale. The doesn't move the needle really, for me. Yeah. Right. It doesn't really help us. Does, it doesn't transform us. It, thanks for helping us, guys, on that one thing. But it's not, you know, it's not transformative. Right. Um, so yeah, that's the positive business outcome. The unique mechanism. I think we've already touched on this, but it's like, again, how do you do what you do better, faster? Uh, hopefully, not just better, faster, but in a completely different way that has a lot more advantages to it than the competitors. If you're not, again, not using their language, if you use something that is just completely way over their their head uh something that may like or just something that's too new sounding i mean that sounds kind of weird to say but just not using their not using their language um is is really kind of a a key piece of that and really how you can kind of go wrong with explaining how it is that you do 
what you do to help them get their get their positive business outcome. And then honestly, just being being strong enough or not being strong enough and not being bold enough. You're being too middle of the road. Um, and I, I know I've said the words faster, better, and whatever, but we have a rule when we're doing when we're doing our, our UVPs with our clients is you cannot say, yeah, we only do it faster, better, uh, other ER words because those typically invite immediate comparisons. And for someone to abandon a product that they have some comfort level with, even if they're not thrilled with it, you cannot be marginally better. You have to be, you have to be and sell the idea that you are light years ahead or, or numerous steps ahead of, of what they have right now. And using words like faster, better, it's an easy way for me to explain it, but we don't know, like you can't use those words that we're just like, uh, you know, we're a faster, better version of X or. Right. Right. It can be where you start your brainstorming perhaps, but it should not be your finish line of what your actual UVP is. Yep. Right. So digging into that, okay, what makes you faster, more sustainable, quicker? What What is the thing that allows, like literally looking into the product, what is it that allows you to um, that allows you to, to do that. Um, so yeah, not being, not being strong enough to mill the road to, you know, to wishy-washy with that or any, in any, any piece of this, of uh, the UVP is, it's not going to, it's not going to lend yeah. you good results. You're going to, you're going to have a hard time. You're going to have to answer a lot of questions on sales calls. Like where the show, <laughs> where something like this shows up is that the salespeople have to spend a lot of their valuable time. Just explain the basics of this what will you're be, This will be where sales goes. Marketing is sending us terrible leads, right? right. <laughs> That's where you'll hear not, that. <laughs> and they're not wrong because we have not communicated the basic value of what we do. <laughs> yes, exactly. Salespeople are trying to do that. Oh, boy. I don't know right? if you want that. If they're you're too middle of the road, <laughs> if you're too middle in the road, you are, I, I feel, ignoring the you in UVP, right? You're, you know, the whole thing is you're not going to be for everybody. If you try to be for everybody, you're going to be for nobody. And yep. uh, you need to be unique and, and focus on, on who you need to be talking to. I love that. Um, so finally, to wrap up, you know, do you have any takeaways, final actionable tips for creating the UVP, maybe iterating, optimizing a UVP once you have one in place, anything like that? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the, I, I saw this from, and it's an idea that, that I love. Um, so CXL, you know, conversion, conversion XL, um, really respected resource and something that they, they, that they talk about on their, on their blog specifically about UVPs is, like you should always be testing it on your your home like your homepage hero section, like the parts that we talked about. You know, in our examples, Connect Pay, Polio, Hub, like even HubSpot. Like, if you think that there, if you think a company like HubSpot is not doesn't have a A B test or a multivariate test on their homepage, um, with different with different headings and kind of playing with their hero section and kind of what that UVP is, I would. I would bet that they do because that's yeah. remember when it's it's the most visited page on your website typically. Um, I have yet to come across a website where that's not the case. Um, maybe in certain industries or for certain things, but like that's an easy one to do. And you're looking at you're looking at bounce rate, you're looking at exit rate, you're looking at um, you know maybe it's maybe it's the it's not the the heading or the subhead, but maybe it's the call to action or or the two call to actions that you have there. 
are you communicating enough that people want to dive deeper? You know, time on page, time on site. Um, those are the things that you can look at. That's an easy A/B test to run. Yeah. Um, you, know, you can do. You can essentially do the same thing with um, uh, uh, you know targeted ads on like LinkedIn or Facebook if that's you know if that's kind of a core part of your strategy. Where again, you can do a lot of different versions where the only thing you are changing is is the wording. You can keep everything else the same, and they would be these would be more kind of cold. Uh, cold ads to, you know, to your, you know, to a cold market. Uh, so you have your, your demographic, technographic, psychographic targeting on there. Um, but you can also test it out that way. And that's like, what gets, what gets the most, you know, what gets the most clicks to your website? Okay. Of those clicks, what is the, you know, what's, what's the bounce rate, exit rate for those, you know, for that particular channel from, from PPC, from, you know, from Facebook ads, from LinkedIn ads. And really you can kind of see like, okay, this either, if we didn't win the click, then that they didn't resonate with you know, with this particular audience. If we did win the click and they came to the website, was that messaging reinforced in the hero section of our right. website or, or whatever did they page? Go, we're oh, this is what I thought it was. So, yeah, we can do that. I mean, that's that's not something where it's going to take a massive amount of of budget and marketing dollars to run kind of a paid test like that. For the A/B test, that's free. If you use HubSpot or whatever else you use, you can you can do that essentially for free. Um, or for free, I mean, you're already paying for HubSpot, but uh, you don't have to pay more for it as well. Right. Yeah. It's so, not an additional charge. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, that, that can really, that can really help. And then also just like using, you know, when you're, when your sales reps are talking to people, I guess the talking to prospects, are they using, you know, we talked about us using their language to them. Are they using our language back to us? Because uh, there is going to be some element of what we're saying that's new and different to them, but have we made that connection? And ultimately, do they do they use our language? You know what we're saying back to us. Uh, it's kind of like the ultimate. Like, okay, yeah, they fully understand what what we do, how we do it. Um, you know why it's miles above what's better out there, and how it helps them kind of conquer the the villain or roadblock that they have. So those would be just a few. Uh, I mean, sure, there's multitudes of other more complex and and probably uh, uh, more uh, elaborate ways to, to do that. But that's kind of like what I would look at for for constantly kind of testing and optimizing and evolving your, your UVP. Yeah, that's great for like getting people started on this. I think, thank you for joining me today, Matt. This has been yeah. a great conversation. You know, I think you've given us a lot to think about, a lot of great examples, a lot of great insights. Um, and hopefully our listeners can start uh, conceptualizing and communicating their uh, their own UVPs a little more effectively. So thank you everyone for listening too. Um, don't forget to subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. And also be sure to just take a few minutes um, and rate and review our show on your podcast application of choice. Um, and until next time, this has been Growth Team Radio. Want to grow your business? Try to find the right path to do it? Well, we've got the answers. Go to stopscaling.com. Yes, you heard right. Go to stopscaling.com where we'll show you the exact way to grow your business this year.